This is episode 55 of the Great Speech Podcast on how to become more articulate. Let's go. It's a Great Speech Podcast for the public speakers. We're going way down deep to look at what makes a communicator. We'll look at all different topics from the bottom to the top. So get your mind free of all the distractions and please listen up, listen up, listen up. It's the Great Speech Podcast. 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 Thanks, Dad. So welcome back, welcome back, my great communicators, to the Great Speech Podcast. How are you guys doing? I hope you are well. Yes, of course, this is me, Kolari Lishunaike, bringing you another episode of the Great Speech Podcast on my quest for an answer to the question of how can we be better communicators. That is really what this podcast is all about, as I will tell you every week, because it is such an epic search as far as I'm concerned. I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it because a lot of my episodes are obviously me talking directly to you guys, and I get the feedback, which is great. Others of my episodes are interviews with people, uh, which is also great because I learn so much and I get the kind of the added benefit of the feedback from the guests' connections and things like that. So really hope you are enjoying the journey with me. Uh, I certainly am. So without much further ado, let's get on with things. Of course, I start all my episodes with a quote of the episode. And today that quote is by David Bowie, the singer, the artist David Bowie. Bit of a shout out to my neighbor who's a real massive David Bowie fan. We often compare kind of David Bowie and Prince over glasses of whiskey. Uh, So the quote of the episode is, I had to resign myself many years ago that I am not too articulate when it comes to explaining how I feel about things. But my music does it for me. It really does. Because today we are talking all about how to become more articulate. Uh, Now, as always, before we get going, remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, if this is kind of your first time here and you haven't hit whatever the bell or the button is that allows you to subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Please do that now so that you'll get the next episodes. And scroll down, take a little bit of time to scroll down on the notes or the show links, I think they are, on your podcast player, because that's where you will see all the things that will help you find me. I've got uh, some free workshops. I've got an online course. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. And of course, you can leave a review for the podcast, because I always give a shout out to whoever leaves a review. I haven't had someone actually in the last few episodes. So If you leave a review, I will give you a shout out in the very next episode. It's been about 40 or so, so far. So feel free to do that. Okay, so let's get on with things. This episode is all about how to become more articulate. And in this series seven, which as I've said, is really all about, it's a how-to series on some of the issues that are related to being a great communicator, but they're not kind of directly communication skills in themselves. Uh, But they're things that I know speaking with my clients that they often struggle with or they want to improve on. And so I thought, let me do a series focused on that. 
So this episode is about how to become more articulate. So as, as always with my how-to episodes, I'm really focusing on what it is. So what is articulacy? What does it mean to be articulate? Why is that important? So why do we need to bother about becoming more articulate? And how do we get there? Uh, which usually is kind of what you guys come for. But you know me, I like to set it up so that you take my advice and my how-tos in the right context. So let's get on with it. So the first thing is, what exactly is articulacy? And in, in short, articulacy is basically being able to express the right words in the right way at the right time. That's kind of the way in which I would describe it. It's just having, being able to say the right thing. Uh, now, of course, there it's a little bit wider than that because often when people think about being articulate, they just they th it's kind of become a little bit synonymous with having incredible words uh, and you know being able to. You know, I think of people like Boris Johnson. So don't get me started on politics, right? You guys, probably from my podcast and certainly from my writings, you will get a sense of where I lean politically, right? But Boris Johnson is often put forward as a person who's actually very articulate, uh, whether or not you agree with the nonsense that he says. Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Uh, but when I think of articulacy, I want you to think of being more than that. So it's more than just having a great vocabulary. It's kind of beyond that. It also includes the expressiveness of your communication and the mannerisms you use and the imagery you can create in people's minds and your phraseology. So it's really about being able to express your ideas in a clear manner, uh, choosing the right words with clarity so that you convey to other people exactly, precisely the idea, the thought, the concept that you are trying to convey to them. That is what articulacy is, or at least that's what it means to me. And of course, when we move on to the why is it important, it's obviously hugely important to be articulate. Uh, for many reasons, right? So obviously, from a communication skills point of view, it has a massive impact if you have at your disposal better words, right? And by better, I mean not fancy necessarily, but the words that that directly laser into the precise thing that you wanted people to understand when you spoke. So it obviously is a great thing for your communication skill themselves. And it also means that you are going to avoid miscommunication. So one of the things you'll hear me talk about often, especially on my free workshop that you'll see on the show notes if you scroll down, uh, I do a big part on how poor communication happens or how miscommunication occurs. And being articulate is obviously a critically important way to avoid miscommunication because it means that you are going to be able to say the exact words or the exact phrases, give the exact meaning that you intended to, so that people don't understand something different to what you intended them to understand. So 
articulacy is important because it helps our thoughts get understood far easier. And that's incredibly important if you are in work or in business. You know, think about what life is like if people just don't get what it is that you are saying, or they misconstrue what you're saying because you say one thing, but they understand another because you're, you're not being precise or you're not being clear in what you say. Having articulacy as well, I think gives you a great sense of confidence. You know, that idea that, or that thought that you have, that you know, you know what, if when I speak, I'm able to convey exactly what it is I mean. That's going to give you confidence in meetings, in interviews, in presentations, in Q&As. It just gives you, it, it just means that you have at your fingertips the weapons that you need from a communication point of view to get across your meaning to other people. And it also means when you are articulate, that people listen more intently. There really is nothing better than listening to someone who has a command of the language, who's able to create images in your mind that help you get exactly what it is that they are saying. As compared with those that really aren't able to do that. And so if you think about, and if you are an aspiring or an actual leader, then you really must pay attention to your levels of articulacy. Because leaders should be able to express themselves effectively. And you know, from my point of view, I always say that one of the greatest, if not the most important skill that every leader must possess is the skill of communication, great communication. And a hallmark of great communication is being able to say the right thing at the right time, in the right way. And articulacy is a huge, huge part of that. So for all you leaders or aspiring leaders out there, this really is an episode that you should pay attention to because it matters. So that's the what, that's the why, right? Let's move on to what you really came for, which is the how. How can we become more articulate? And in particular, understand and accept that yes, there are some people that seem to naturally be able to express themselves better than others. But most of all, in most people's lives, articulacy, like anything else, is a skill that can be learnt and can be improved. So I really want you to take that on board because so often one of the kind of self-limiting thought patterns that my clients have when they come to me is a belief that they can't do it, that they can't communicate well, that they don't, you know, they, not just that they don't know how, but that somehow there's something wrong with them and that's why they're not doing it. And actually, everybody can become a great communicator. I always emphasize that if you look at the great communicators in history, they have all had different backgrounds, different experiences, different levels of education, which means that great communication does not belong to any kind of person. 
any particular culture, any particular language, any particular heritage, any particular race or ethnicity or sexual orientation or gender. It does not belong to any one type of person. It belongs to us all. And so does articulacy. So the first thing in terms of how to be more articulate, I want to say is believe that you can be. Believe that you can be. Do not subscribe to this false narrative that somehow it's, some people are just naturals and everybody else can't do it. That is simply not true and is not the case. Every skill pretty much is acquired. So you can acquire it too. And that leads us on to kind of the first thing to really start doing once you say, okay, right, I believe that I can, and I'm, but I'm not sure what to do. The first thing is to be deliberate about it. Be intentional about it. Be intentional about being more articulate. So actually, when you are speaking, in the moment that you are speaking, try and activate your brain so that as you are speaking, you are thinking, what is exactly the right word that I want to say at this moment, or the right phrase that lasers in and pinpoints exactly the point or the thought that I want people to understand. So it's really just about thinking about it as you do it, being more conscious of your talking and your speech, as opposed to doing what we normally do, which is go into automatic mode. Because, you know, from once you've learned how to speak as a kid, then after that, it's pretty much automatic. We just have a thought and it comes out. But what we need to do is to have a thought and then take it through a brain filter that says, is this the right word? Is this the right phrase? Is it the right way to say what I want to say? And then let it come out. So the first step is just start being more intentional about being more articulate, about being more expressive, about being more precise with the words that you use so that it says what you want it to say. You know, I have a bit of a battle with my kids at the moment uh, where I kind of, you know, it's probably, it's probably very annoying if you're a kid to have a parent like me when it comes to this stuff because, you know, I never let them just say it was nice or it was good or it was okay. Or I, my son always comes home and I say, hey, how was your day? Was, it, was, it was average. And I'm like, okay, you know that you're not going to get past me and get up the stairs with that. Tell me actually what happened. And then they kind of give me a bit more detail. So be intentional about the words that you use. And therefore practice. Second point. And again, like any skill, practice it. So practice being a more articulate. And that means you can replay. So you know when you have that experience of you were in a moment, you said stuff, and then you replay in your mind, oh, I wish I'd said this, or I should have said that. Well, get in the habit of doing that. So after you've been in a conversation, replay it in your mind and think, oh, actually, you know what? There I could have used this phrase instead. I could have used this word instead. I could have, used, I could have inserted this imagery instead or as well as an addition to what I actually said. That is actually effective practice because after a while you'll be training your brain to not only think about it in hindsight but to think about it at the time. 
to think about it at the time. And in fact, if you set yourself just 14 days, so two weeks where you said, you know what, every single day, I'm going to replay in my mind what I said and think, how could I have said it better? And then always try the next day to kind of bring that closer to your mind at the time. You will notice a measurable, measurable improvement. And as part of why I say that the skill of communication generally, and certainly the skill of being more articulate, is something that can be acquired. Almost every client of mine that has come in kind of saying, oh, I can't do it. When I ask the question, how much have you practiced it? Almost always say, actually, I haven't really. So practice is a key. And if you get the opportunity to record yourself, record yourself and then review it afterwards, that's a really good way of becoming more aware of how you communicate, more aware of the kinds of words that you use in the moment and therefore be able to tweak it. Therefore be able to reduce, for instance, your filler words, which are called your, your disfluencies. And, and on disfluencies, if you've heard earlier episodes, you'll hear me talk about the fact that there's actually nothing wrong with having the occasional disfluency, filler word, ums, ers, likes, you knows, reallys, literallys, which was always one of mine. And there's actually nothing wrong with having them occasionally. It's when you get too many that they then become noticeable to your audience, then it starts to undermine the extent to which they feel that you are a confident person. So don't over-worry about your filler words, your disfluencies as they're called. But if you start to pay attention to your speech and your speaking, and you start to notice that you do have kind of a few too many filler words, and that gives you the opportunity to reflect. And then when you're communicating, you're just paying more attention to, I'm about to use a filler word. Okay, listen, no, just pause myself. Or bring the word I really want to say to mind and avoid that filler word. And then you become better. And when you reduce the filler words, then it means that your speaking feels to your audience like it is more focused and more direct, more concise, and therefore they'll consider you as more articulate. And now let's talk about a few practical things to also do. Read. I beg you, read, read, read. Now, this again, this was me being me, like me sounding like a parent talking to a child. Uh, and in fact, I've been, so I've been doing something lately that I got actually the idea from an, another LinkedIn post, which is I'm currently paying my children five pounds for every novel that they complete. And on the face of it, my thoughts are, how ridiculous is that? You're paying your kids to do what they should be doing anyway. And, you know, especially from a, my heritage point of view, that just feels all wrong. But actually, what occurred to me, and this was prompted by a, link to a random LinkedIn post that I saw, was the guy kind of said, hey, look, I'm paying them £5 per book or $5, or whatever it is. And that means that my, my kid came to me and said, wait, so you mean if I read 20 books, in a year, I'm going to get $100 or £100. And the kid was like, yeah. And the LinkedIn post was like, and they think I'm the sucker. 
And it really occurred to me that, yeah, no, you know what? If I can get my kids to be reading 20 novels a year, which is actually a pretty good rate, man, that's great, right? I'd, I'd pay for that, so I might as well. So yeah, I've been paying them £5 for every completed novel. Now, in order to say they've completed the novel, they actually have to do a book report. So they, we kind of set aside a Friday evening and they have to stand up and talk about the book. Uh, and what I love about that, A, is means that I can tell that they've actually read it. B, I'm giving them practice at communicating, which is great. And you know I love that. Uh, and it's actually helping them become more articulate because just having to stand up and express your thoughts gives you the practice of learning to express them better. And of course, they are actually reading because the more you read and especially the wider you read, especially if you read rich language, rich text, it seeps in and you start to have a better command of language. So read is one of my biggest tips. And I say that as someone who for quite a while, I basically stopped reading. Uh, so my job as a lawyer involves a lot of reading and kind of the last thing I wanted to do once I've been reading, you know, mount, mountain of papers is then to, you know, relax in the evening by reading as well. So I really stopped reading. And then I moved into a phase where I was only reading business books, you know, books on marketing and coaching and things like that. Uh, and I kind of fell out of the habit, almost fell out of the love of just a great, great novels. And then even worse, I got into audiobooks. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't say even worse, because actually that works. But th there's something about reading and taking it in from the page and sitting with it and letting the words marinate in your brain that I think is just so much more impactful in terms of how it makes you feel about, you know, the author's words, but also actually, I think in terms of getting better language into your system so that you can then use that better language for yourself in your own communication. So read, read widely, widely. Uh, don't just read the same kind of stuff. Read magazines, papers, uh, novels, fiction, um, uh, you know, real books, histories, biographies, all sorts of stuff. Read, read widely because it just gives you a better uh, access to the rich tapestry of language that is available to you to use. So that's my thing, read. And then you can also say supplement it with listen widely and watch widely, experience the world widely from movies and films to TV series, to the news, to podcasts, to music, you know, rap, you know, everything. Just take it all in uh, because it gives you a wider phraseology, wider vocabulary that is accessible to you that you can then use to say exactly what it is that you meant to say in a way that others get and understand. So take in things widely. And then get into the habit of writing, whether it's a journal, whether you write your emails, whatever it is, but be more intentional and deliberate with your writing. 
Because the advantage of writing is that you actually get a chance to think about what you want to say. So you can take time. You can go and get a thesaurus and look up that word that you're not quite used to. So that's me showing my age, get a thesaurus. Okay, you can use Google, right? And just Google synonym for the word that you want. And it will give you a whole load of options. And then you have a better access to a wider variety of words and phrases that will help you pick exactly the right one. So write more and be more deliberate and thoughtful about your writing. Because again, that's helping train your brain to be able to find the right words much, much quicker. Uh, getting some specifics as well, uh, shower time. So <laughs> again, this is me kind of revealing my geek, my geekis geekishness. <laughs> so I sometimes give speeches in the shower. Like I know a lot of people sing in the shower, but sometimes I'll actually just start a speech or I will say often, especially if I've got a speech that I actually have to give or I'm doing a workshop or something and I want to think about my opening or whatever it is, I will try it out in the shower. Great place to practice. So if you spend your however many minutes your shower is and you shit sing or hum in the shower, great, great private space for you to practice your communicating, practice your articulacy. Think about what you're going to have to talk about in the day. Maybe you've got a meeting coming up and actually talk it out loud in the shower imagining that you're there with the other person or the other people and what you're going to say. It is a great private space to practice and visualize what it is you want to say and kind of get yourself into the zone so that you say it in the right way. Uh, another tip or thing that I actually personally do, and I'm building up this database myself, is build to expand your vocabulary and actually to keep a note of better words or better phrases or imagery that you like and actually keep it down keep a notebook or i actually use kind of a database spreadsheet kind of thing of words that are better than the everyday words so you know instead of it's good it, or it's great you say it's exceptional you know that kind of thing so how you can replace average everyday words with words that are much more expressive, with words that are much more descriptive. And that database can't and doesn't even need to be just words, individual words or phrases. It can include your stock of anecdotes and stories. So I always uh, I actually provide my clients with what I call a story bank kind of template where anytime you go through the day and you hear a little story that in some way has a lesson attached, you make a note of it in your database so that you just kind of have that story accessible to you. So the next time you're in a situation where you realize, oh, a story would actually be a really good way of communicating here, you have that story at your disposal. And that is part of being articulate, is having the right words, phrases, anecdotes, proverbs, sayings, or stories that work in exactly the right way for that moment. So build up your database of words, phrases, anecdotes, stories, proverbs, sayings, quotes, things that you can then review so that when it matters, you can use 
the right phrase or the right words at the right time so that you can create images in people's minds because that is when they'll think of you as bringing the language alive. So other things to think about, although it's not exactly articulacy, it still does matter to think about the way your voice works. And what I try to say to people is your voice, think of your voice as an instrument. You know, if you thought about playing the saxophone or the trumpet or the cello, or whatever it is, you would think of that as, oh, it's an instrument. So I have to try and make it sound good when it's played. It's not just enough to play the notes. The way I play the notes will enhance the enjoyment of other people of the music that I am making. Well, it's the same thing with your articulacy, with your communication. The better you can make your voice sound, the easier and the kind of the sweeter it sounds to other people. And really what I try and express to people in terms of treating your voice like an instrument is you're trying to be more melodic. So when you speak, it's not monotone, but you're using pitch, you're using volume, you're using speed and variation in your pacing to make it a much more interesting voice to listen to. And that will mean that the same words spoken by another person will sound flat compared to those same words spoken by you if you are just much more expressive and much more melodic in your tone and how you speak. So don't only think of articulacy as, oh, I have to try and find a better word for that word. Think of it completely as though you are a musician playing a melody that you want people to be carried away with. And you're going to use your voice to achieve that. So that even goes into things like your body language and your eye contact, you know, and not covering your mouth when you speak and standing tall. All of those things go into making the words that you do use just sound so much better to other people so that they will think you are more articulate, even though you're using exactly the same words as other people. Uh, one of or, well, actually, a few of the people that I think of when I think of great voices and people that can say the same words, but make them so much more expressive and give color to those same words. People like Sir David Attenborough, if you listen to him, you can feel, you can, you can feel the energy and the enthusiasm with which he's saying the words that he's saying about, you know, the planet or the animals or whatever it is. And it really carries you along. I love the voice of Joanna Lumley. I'm also whacking my microphone as usual. Uh, also Maya Angelou, the late Maya Angelou. When you listen to them speak, you've, there's a melody to their voices that carries you away. So I want you to think about your articulacy in those same terms, that it's not enough to just say the right words, but the way I say it is actually going to enhance people's understanding. Now, one mistake to avoid is thinking that articulacy means being fancy and using ornate words because ornate is better. It is not. Keep it simple. The simpler your words, and as long as they are accurate, the better. So don't think that I have to find a really, you know, archaic, ornate, fancy word to express what I want to say. 
If there is a simple word that directly pinpoints exactly your meaning, then use that simple direct word. Use that simple direct word. There are no prizes for having outlandish language that people struggle to understand exactly what your meaning is. Keep it simple, keep it direct, keep it concise. So concise means that it is no, you are no shorter or no longer with your words than you need to be in order to express precisely what it is you want your audience to hear. So be concise, keep it simple. Slow down if you need to. So it doesn't mean that to be a good speaker, you have to speak slowly. But slowing down does give you the opportunity to think that split second of thought that can be the difference between using the right words or the words that are just not quite right. They're there, but not quite there. So slow down and think before you speak and enunciate each syllable and use shorter sentences so you and your audience don't get lost in kind of long phrases and sentences that kind of grammatically are all, all, all over the place and then they lose the train of thought and then they don't really know what it is you are saying. Keep it succinct, keep it concise. Listen to other people so that when you speak, you're speaking in a way that you know that they will understand. And then the final recommendation I have in terms of becoming more articulate is to be yourself. Don't try and copy other people. So if you ever work with me, one day I hope you will, you will note and notice that more than anything, I'm encouraging you to be yourself even more than you already are and kind of taking where you are and right, you know, ramping it right up so that it's, that's who you are. Be that person, be natural to who you are. You will always sound better. You will always seem to have a better command of your language. Be more expressive, be more confident if you are doing it in a way that seems true and authentic to who you are. I thought that was a really good point I was making, then I whacked my microphone again. Uh, be authentic to who you are. Use words that feel natural to you, because if they feel natural to you, then your audience will take it in better. So that is my final tip on how to become more articulate. And it really, really matters. It is a skill you can learn and acquire, so don't be put off. And it does matter, especially if you want people to pay attention to what you say. So I hope this episode helps you with that. Uh, as always, please, please do send in your thoughts, whether by Twitter or by the review links you'll see in the show notes so that I know whether what I'm doing actually helps. I believe it does, but it's always great to hear. Uh, thank you again, guys, for sharing your time with me wherever you are, whether it's on the tube, on the bus, walking, in the car, uh, listening on, I think this is now available on Alexa, I think. Uh, so wherever you're listening to, 
this episode. I hope you have found it of value. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I leave you as always with goodbye in a different language. And today I am doing it in Greek, which I realize I haven't actually done, even though we go to Greek all the time and I'm trying to learn a bit of Greek. Uh, so it's simply yasas, yasas. Goodbye to you all. See you on the next episode.